Now, I think it's powerful to continue something from yesterday, and I don't normally do that. I usually focus on the Feast of the Day, and then the next day I move on. But, you know, what, what did we celebrate yesterday? The holy name of Jesus. And the holy name of Jesus talked, showed us that feast, the power in the name of Jesus, which means God saves. But look what this reading is full of. Three different times the meaning of a word in the Bible states, which is translated. So we, he says here, rabbi, which is translated to mean teacher. All right. Then the big one, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then at the end, you will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. What's going on? This to me is a continuation of the significance of names. We talked a lot about this in seminary and the meaning and the significance, especially to the Jews. That's why the second commandment is so important. What is the second commandment? The second commandment is about the name of God. So let's look at this because I, I did a mass at the MHC yesterday, but I, I, I was thinking that this flows right from yesterday. This, what we celebrated as the holy name of Jesus, which obviously is as close to January 1st as we can get. Now, again, we technically we celebrated it yesterday, but I, I want to expand on it because it applies so much a continuation of today's reading. And this is just the reading from the day. It just doesn't, it's just coincidental. I, I, but to me, it isn't. Um, now, first of all, why would the feast of the name of Jesus be as close to January 1st as we could get it? Okay, because it was eight days after Christmas. That's what we call an octave, you've heard me say before. But what's fascinating is what did the 1st of January used to be? We now celebrate it as Mary, the mother of God, but it used to be the circumcision of Jesus. And they go together. You really shouldn't say they should be one or the other. They go together because Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. Now, what's important is, you know, a little sidebar tangent is we, we often hear criticisms as Catholics that I'm not going to baptize my child. I want to wait till he's 18 so he can make that decision. Well, wait a minute. Paul specifically says in scripture that baptism replaces circumcision. Now, when did they circumcise people in, in, in Israel? Eight days old. They didn't wait until they were 18 years old and say, do you want to be circumcised? By, by then, it, that would hurt quite a bit. And they circumcised at eight days old. Now, if Paul is telling us in Scripture that baptism replaces circumcision, why would he say that if he intended for only baptisms to be after somebody becomes an adult? He didn't. That's why baptisms are becoming part of the covenant. They're part of the new covenant, just like circumcision was the old covenant. An eight-day-year-old was incorporated into the covenant, to the family of God, just like baptism makes you an adopted son or daughter of God. And when you become a son or daughter, it doesn't start when you're 18. It starts when you're born. And so this all ties together. 
Let's start this new year with an understanding of what the new year truly means. And so this is what used to be called the holy name of Jesus on the first. Now it's been moved to the third. And I say with the readings continues really this whole week. Now, you ever see the, and I wasn't even thinking this morning, I, I, I love this new chasuble I got from Bill and Colleen, but you've seen priests with chasubles, I-H-S. You ever seen that? What is I-H-S? Or you've seen it with the P, with the X, right? The P, and then on the, the, the stem of the P, there's the X. They all have to do with the name of Jesus. All right, the IHS is a crystogram. Why? Because these are the Greek letters, iota, eta, sigma. Now, the only reason I know the Greek alphabet to start before taking Greek in, 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 in seminary or anything like that is because I was in a fraternity. And I'm telling you, fraternities are Satan's mockery of religious communities. When I was in a fraternity, we would go through initiations. We would have these candlelit rituals. We would be blindfolded, and then these rites would be read over us. And I remember thinking, how cool is this? Wow. The true rite, this, which we find in a religious community, I'm convinced that's Satan's market, just like the rosary. I think is mocked on Mardi Gras by the beads that you go down to the French Quarter and ask a young lady to do something immoral and you give her, she gets a set of beads. So she'll do something immoral by exposing herself to get a set of beads. It's a mockery of the rosary. And so this IHS is Greek for Iota, Eta, Sigma, which is the first three letters of the name of Jesus in Greek. Now, people say, wait a minute, why I? Well, look at the cross. Now, we don't have the cross that has uh, a vis very visible. You can see on our cross, it is there. But what is the letters on the top of the cross? I-N-I-R. Now, the I is because there's no J. And the I in the Greek is kind of like the J because that is Jesus or Jesus N is Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. R is regnum for Christ, uh, king. And I, again, for the Jews, Jewish, J. So it's I-N-I-R, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. That is what was posted above the cross. And so that's what we see in the Latin, which is similar to the Greek. All right, right? So... IHS on a priest's vestment, the first three letters of Jesus in Greek. Now, let's go to the let's go to the next line here. In today's reading, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. The meaning of Messiah is the anointed one. And in Greek, it is Christ. So there's a connection here between the Greek and the Hebrew or, or the Aramaic when they were speaking it. So we found the Messiah to the Jews, the Messiah. In Greek, it was translated to Christ, the anointed one. What's the meaning of that name? 
Well, remember I said the P with the X on the stem? Back to the Greek. That is the letters chi and rho. It's funny because my mom was a chi omega in a sorority. Again, the true meaning, chi rho, chi is the X, rho is the P. So chi rho is used where the first letters of the name Christ in Greek. So the C, kind of like chi, and then the rho, Christ, C-R, kind of like the Christ, C-R, chi, rho, the X and the P are the first two letters of the name Christ in Greek. So you'll see that sometime on the priest's vestment. And so this is the power of the name. The name of God is so powerful, the Jews didn't even say it. They didn't even pronounce Yahweh. And so this is important because in Matthew, the book of Matthew 121, verse, uh, chapter, chapter 1, verse 21, the angel tells Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is the only place in the New Testament where save his people appears with the word sins. It's important. The whole message of our faith is in that one passage. This shows that Matthew paid as much attention to the name of Jesus as he did to all of the theological implications of the birth of Christ. So Matthew spent as much emphasis on the meaning of the name than he did all of the event leading up and after it. Matthew then mentions the prophecy of Isaiah 7.14. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. And in the Bible, it says, which means God is with us. All these important names, like today, this is the only passage I am aware of where three names are signified and translated for us. The importance of the name. And yesterday again, we celebrated the holy name of Jesus. It continues today. So reverence for the name of Jesus is imperative. It's emphasized by St. Paul in Philippians, right? Chapter 2. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Oh, by the way, when somebody says to you, purgatory, where is purgatory in the Bible? There you go. Did you know that that passage shows purgatory, the reality of purgatory? In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, those who are in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. Okay, heaven, that makes sense. Those on earth, that is us. But who's under the earth? Oh, well, Father, that's hell. Uh-uh. Souls in hell do not honor God. They hate God. So if Paul is telling us that every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, he can't be talking about hell. Because in hell, the knees do not bend to God. This has to be something else. And so under the earth, that's a proof positive for purgatory because those souls are being purified. They're not in heaven yet. They're not on earth. There's only one other option. They're somewhere else and they're not in hell. So that means they're being purified. So if the knee bends to the name of Jesus, 
that means they're not in hell. The, knee, the, the souls in hell do not bend the knee at Jesus. They hate him. So this is proof of purgatory. Nobody understands these things. I didn't until I got to seminary, and this is why I share that with you. You know, in Romans 10, 13, Paul emphasizes the salvific nature of the holy name. The name itself saves. We don't ever think about that. He states that those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, that just doesn't mean Lord, Lord, and you're saved. Scripture tells us that's not true. But you live you live and follow the name of Jesus. This is why using God's name in vain is so serious. I've said this before. I only stop confessions for two reasons. When people come into the confession and they start going, well, actually three reasons. If, if they start, if there's 20 people in line and they're telling me about their cooking recipe, then yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop that. But for two main reasons, do I stop confessions? One is a lack of forgiveness. I always stop because I need the people to understand the seriousness of that. A lack of forgiveness is one of the most serious sins because we cannot be forgiven by God if we don't forgive. And the other that I stop confessions for, shocking to most people, is using the Lord's name in vain. That is so serious. You know why? Because by the name of God, it's a blessing. And so if you name, use the name of God in vain, it is a curse. When, when we say something as horrific as GD, instead of honoring the name of God, we are using the name of God to damn. That is so serious that we don't even think about it. You know, one of, the, one of the maddest my father ever was at me is we took a trip to Minnesota a few years ago. I, I just had started seminary and I was trying to follow the faith as best I could. And we got up there and we visited a cousin and um, we were spending some time up there. And, and it seemed like every sentence had GD in it, GD and GD. And this went on for a couple days. And finally, I asked him very nicely, please, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a priest, God willing. And I just, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but it is offending me. Could you please? And at that point, he took it to be extra mocking. So then he, he started mocking me by calling me preacher man and started to use GD in every sentence just to mock me. And so I left. I told my father, I'm, I'm not staying. And my father got furious at me, um, basically saying I destroyed the relationship with the family and I'm self-righteous. And I, I said, maybe I didn't handle it as well as I should have. I didn't know how else to handle it. But we cannot just stand there and let our Lord's name be used that way. And, and so we have to understand the power of the name. The name means so much. And in this reading three times, they point out the meaning of a name. Just like yesterday, the meaning of the name of Jesus. And so the power of the name of Jesus is used also in petitions. All right. And so 
we, we do this. Those who call on the name of the Lord, as I said, will be saved. This is why we got to watch out what we're doing. Um, again, when we use the name in vain, we're damning instead of saving. The name Jesus, the name God is saving. If we use it to condemn, we're damning rather than saving. Who are we to do that? Pray for all those who use the Lord's name in vain. Now, I'm not trying to be self-righteous. I'm just trying to live the second commandment. And so the power of the name of Jesus, as I said, is used in petitions. Jesus says, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. This is why our Christian prayers conclude with the words, through Christ our Lord. The name. This is the reading of the scriptures. We have found the Messiah, which is translated the name Christ, which means anointed one. And so this is powerful. The New Testament also refers to the power of invocating the name, the holy name of Christ. In Mark 9, 38, it says demons are driven out by the power of the name Jesus. You ever see an exorcism, like a movie or anything? In the name of Christ, I command you. In the name of God, I command you. They didn't say, I, I, the priest, command you. If anything, it's by the office of the priesthood. But certainly not me. I would get run over by the demons. They're fully superior to us. Superior intellect, superior uh, knowledge. They, they, would, they would run mugshot with us. We have to know in humility we can't engage them. We have to let Jesus and Mary do that. And that's why in exorcisms, they call on the name of Jesus, I command you. They just don't say, Jesus, why don't you command, come down and get rid of this demon in the name of Jesus, I command you. And this is why exorcisms use Jesus's name to tell if a spirit is good or bad. Do you know that if you feel at two in the morning or three in the morning, you're being tormented by an evil presence, call on the name of Jesus and Mary. And if it's a good spirit, everything will be okay. If it's a bad spirit, they will flee. Because unless you have holy water present, there's no better way to determine if a spirit present is good or bad, then call on the name of Jesus and Mary. In the name of Jesus and Mary, you, you, you call upon the name of Jesus and Mary to call out that spirit. If it's bad, it will flee. That's how powerful the name of Jesus and Mary is. Even St. Faustina mentions the power of the name of Jesus. It is Everything, And that, I think, is why we start the new year with it. We start the new year with Mary, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. Because it makes perfect sense that on the first day of January, which is the eighth day of the octave of Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation, the circumcision, and now Christ, through the name Jesus, in Greek, Christ, Yeshua in, in Hebrew or the Aramaic, God saves, not dams. Somebody just sent me a shirt, 
and it's black with white lettering, and it says, God's last name is not damn it. Now, I can't wear that in public, but the sentiment is understood. We have to keep holy and reverent the name of God. As I said, the name of God was so reverent to the Jews, they didn't even say it, let alone irreverently. So let us make a New Year's resolution. Let us only use the God, God's name in a reverent and holy way. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.